Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number seven of season four of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape COO, and we are joined by... Steve Krasinski, President at Swarming Technology. Thanks, Steve. It's good to have you with us. Uh, it's nice to see you on, on screen. We do a lot of work together. Uh, so it's nice to have you with us uh, on In the Weeds here. So uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, we've had you join us because we're going to be talking about um, uh, some four steps to profitable e-commerce. Um, and this is uh, part one of a four-part series. So, and this is all about knowing your user. So uh, this will be kind of a joint discussion between uh, Pete and Steve. And uh, first, uh, first point we are, we're going to talk about here. Uh, this goes to you, Pete. And um, you know, when it comes to e-commerce and knowing your user, uh, what are some of the questions you should ask to get to know your buyers better? Yeah, I think that's that's a, a good first question, and I think one of the, the places where a lot of people fail, right, is not it, the, the most important thing and the most important area where you can invest your energy and time is getting inside of the head of the individual buyers that you're trying to reach. Because if you don't understand and know who they are, you're going to have a really difficult time moving them to action or trying to get them to take advantage of, of your value proposition at all. Sure. So I think, you know... I think I'll, I'll forget about, uh, or I'm going to start out in the B2B space because everybody seems to think that B2B and B2C are such unique animals and, and B2B is so much more difficult than B2C. But I think I'm going to disprove that with the points that I'm looking at. I mean, the first, the first uh, question when you're looking at a buyer from a B2B perspective is what position that buyer holds within an organization. And really, if you think about that, that position is very interesting because every other target that you're going to have to try to reach is going to match that same position where when you look at B2C, it's a lot more complicated because you don't know. So, but, but you want to know what, what position they hold in the organization. Is that a chief marketing officer? Is it a marketing director? Because those two different positions are distinctly different and, and there's a lot of different variables that you'd have to pay attention in both. Um, what is the education level of your buyer? I don't, I don't know about you guys, but not a big fan when someone talks over my head because it makes me feel pretty stupid. And when they talk down to me, it annoys me even more. And maybe that's just my personality type, but I like it when someone communicates with me in a language that I understand. And I'm pretty sure that the majority of the people out there feel the same way. Um, what size is the organization that your buyer resides within is another really good question to pay attention to because if you happen to be doing business or trying to market to a billion dollar organization, or a $10 million organization, there's gonna be a lot of different levels of complexity based on the organization that you're trying to deal with. And, and it'd be really easy to uh, mess up and lose a really good prospect in, in a billion dollar organization if you're talking to them like they're in a, a $10 million organization. Sure, sure, good point. Um, what's the demographic makeup of the various buyer segments? That's important, especially when we're looking at the cultural nature of the relationships that we're trying to establish and where they're at and what's going to be important to them. You know, is it a global organization or is it somebody that is primarily within the state of Alabama or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different or differentiation that comes in there based on those, 
demographics. Um, what is the lifestyle that's most, uh, or the lifestyle of the buyers, especially if you're looking at a B2C situation? And then also, what's the timeliness of their needs? Uh, is this going to be a purchase that it's going to be a considered purchase where they spend six to eight months kind of doing their research? Or is it something where there's going to be an event in their life and boom, they're going to have to go make a decision right away? All of those are going to be really important questions that you want to get the answers to as you're trying to effectively market. Sure. And, and those questions then, um, you know, those are good to know about your, your buyers, but ultimately we need to ask those questions among uh, several others to, to help define some buyer personas, right? Or some, some uh, archetypes basically of, of those type of people that are going to be buying uh, from us, transacting with us. So what are some important points then, and, and this goes again to you, Pete and Steve, feel free to, to chime in, but what are some important points to consider when, when crafting those buyer personas? Uh, we talked a little bit about some questions uh, to get to know your buyers better, but then ultimately that feeds into some, some, uh, some points to consider when developing those buyer personas. So, so Pete, what, uh, you know, based on uh, your experience, are some points we can look at to develop those? Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I that's a really good uh, thing to cover because I think, you know, I, I mentioned a lot of people fail when they don't write, like whether it's size of organization or a lot of the questions that I asked, but, but when you move beyond demographics and you get into the actual psychographics, that's where you can make some impact, right? So if I'm thinking about the persona from a demographic level of who it is that I want to connect with, if I don't understand what intent, what their intent's going to be when they come and visit our website or when they reach out and pick up the phone and call us, that's going to make it very difficult. We, we need to understand what those trigger events are that are going to cause them to pick up the phone. Because if we understand that, then we can start to understand the information flow that we're going to have to facilitate to be able to take that relationship from even knowing that we exist to a point where we start to build trust. So intention's important. Motivations, you know, what is it? What desires are the buyers seeking as they're trying to reach with us? What concerns do they have? What resistance to purchase might they have either from our organization or even the type of solution that we offer to be able to mitigate their pain? Um, very important things. And then also, where do they hang out online? I mean, if we're going to market to them and want to be able to connect with them and provide value to be able to build uh, confidence and build our credibility, we need to understand where we're going to be able to create that information and more importantly, distribute that information to make sure that we get in front of the right eyeballs. So those are just some of the considerations as we move beyond demographics into psychographics and then even into how do we get this content placed to be able to effectively connect with the people we're trying to reach. Sure. So Pete, a real interesting word you use there too is relationship. So yes. developing that relationship, thinking of your website as more than just somewhere where somebody's going to come on and buy something right away. Right. Um, you're expecting a B2B sense. This is your sales rep. Uh, your site is your sales rep. So you at sometimes are going to have customers that are just coming to learn about you. So you need to set those intentions and develop those relationships and knowing how these individuals are going to think and how they're going to approach your things and carrying that messaging. I mean, Mindscape, you guys have been great helping us with carrying that same messaging throughout our own marketing, um, whether it's through your social media or through uh, your website or newsletters that you're doing that helps really start to develop that relationship with your customer, even though you may not be physically talking to them. Yeah, Steve, right. I think you hit on a really important point there because 
a lot of the time when I'm talking about things that are important, it seems like I'm bashing people for their attempts to try to do marketing effectively. But there's something about that objectivity that an outside organization has. Like you guys understand your clients very well and you serve them extremely well, but you were able to bring us in from as an outside third party observer to be able to identify different areas that you could capitalize on that you don't really notice because it's kind of the forest through the trees concept. Yeah. And just, I saw that like looking at how your buyer actually shops or how putting yourself in their mind, if you will, where are they going to be? Where are they going to do things is a lot easier way to approach marketing and think of it. And it takes a little bit scary, takes the scare out of it a little bit because you're not just, you can now think of it like, all right, who am I? Who am I? How do I shop? What things hit me? How do I, how do things grab my attention? Now kind of shift your mind to, Hey, I'm looking for my persona and I know how my person is and what their mindset is. If you can put yourself in their mind, it helps carry through on everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah great. That's a great conversation and a great lead in to this next thing. And Steve, this goes to you from, from more on the development side. You know, we've talked about getting to know buyers well, um, developing some buyer personas, kind of getting into the head of, of your buyer and then developing that relationship. And part of that relationship is setting expectations. So how do you on the development side then uh, ensure that you guys are, are delivering on those customers' expectations? Yeah, so um, you kind of hit a lot of points that we like to use a lot, which is to develop any relationship, we need to learn your expectations because we can't meet those expectations, we're never gonna hit relationship status, right? Uh, think about when you're dating, same thing. If she expects you to pick her up at six and you showed up at eight, you weren't gonna hit, you weren't gonna get that date the second time around. Um, so we really say that's important when we're working with our customers. So that's also important for our customers and their websites to carry that through. Like I said, your site, especially on a B2B sense, that's your sales rep. Even on B2C, you don't have somebody on the floor talking to your consumer. So you need to educate them. It's very important to get your customers educated as quickly as possible. Today, everybody online is becoming lazier and lazier. We want to get information as quickly as possible. Um, but we also don't like talking to people anymore. Uh, so you just see, look at texting and when was the last time that somebody said, hey, I'm going to call Dave to say, you want to go grab lunch? No, he shoots over a text. Um, and that's exactly what your customers are starting to expect. So they want to go to your website and be educated on it and be educated on your product, but they don't want it to take really long because they've got five seconds to do it. If they can't find it on your site, they're going to go somewhere else for it. So they're going to go to Google most likely, hit that answer in, and Google, if it's not driving SEO right to you, it's going to drive it to your competitor's website. So you want to keep them on your site. So educating them on your product very effectively but efficiently is very important. So that's where like these user personas and all of that really do help. Um, but also you're your product expert. So it's important for you to know the ins and outs of your product, but not too deep. Um, you know, some, some people may, if you're on a B2B and you're selling different manufactured steel products, you may have engineers coming to your site who want to know the ins and outs and the heat ratios and everything like that. But if you're selling basketballs, they don't care what rubber it's made out of. Uh, they want to know that it's a good basketball. Um, so driving them the right way through that um, and also make sure you're driving them to your product in an effective manner. So you don't want to have somebody clicking 25 things to just finally get to your product. So this also comes back into thinking how your consumer may think. So say you're a lifestyle brand and you're selling hiking gear. Um, now there's all sorts of different types of hiking you can do. You can do hiking out when it's in the winter and it's cold. You can do hiking uh, in the summertime. 
you're going to want to drive your customers sometimes to your product that hits where they want to go. Um, so maybe you're thinking of it, and this is some stuff that we've done with Mindscape is um, kind of usage. So rather than just going like shoes and working through all the different shoes, it's what we've been using this product for and then driving a customer to all of the products for that specific need. Um, the other thing is, like we said, you know, really keeping those visitors on your site. So keeping that information there, giving them as much information as you can without overwhelming them um, so that they aren't hopping off to Google and going to another competitor's website. Yeah, Steve, that makes a lot of sense. I think um, there's probably lots of people out there listening to this right now that are thinking, um, I don't have time to create all this content. You know, I'm just going to put the bare minimum up there so that, you know, it, it piques their interest and then they'll pick up the phone and call. Uh, not so much. The, the, oh, I'm sorry, Jeff, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to, um, you know, with that, you know, you're both talking about getting information out and, and, and being proactive. And, and Steve, you had talked about, you know, your website's your sales rep. Well, in that, in that sales rep model, right, the sales rep gets to guide us through the questions. And so they'll, they'll be asking, well, what are you going to use these, you know, um, where do you, where are you going to go hiking, right? Are you going to go, you typically go in the winter and the summer, you go year round. Um, you go, you know, off trails. You, so they're going to be asking us questions to help, uh, narrow down some product recommendations, right? And, and we have to do that online now. Uh, and, and that's why I think we see more and more, you know, it's not just about getting information out to clients, but it's, um, or to those personas, it's, it's about getting it to them in a way that they can digest. And so that's where I think we see the rise of all of these chatbots now, because it, it very similarly, but digitally mimics that customer and sales rep interaction uh, in, a, in kind of a programmatic way so that we can ask those questions, give some options, and ultimately lead to the same type of conclusions that you could in real life. Um, but... Steve, to your point, nobody likes to call it anymore. So we can mimic that human relationship uh, through a computer and that texting experience, if you will, um, on our website and, and keep them there instead of having them go off uh, and, and do searches elsewhere. So I think you know, that kind of is, is a, a good example of, of kind of engaging the, the visitor, providing content, but it's, it's also showing you, you have to really know your buyer in order to ask the right questions uh, at the right time on the right page to lead to the to the right conclusions that that they're looking for, so uh, just kind of a way to to wrap all of that up. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think something you uh, brought up there with the chatbots too is you got to think of those chatbots too as you don't want to be too pushy. Yeah. So like, and same thing with when you're putting information. If you're putting too much out there, you're going to overload them. But think about it, you walk into a store. Uh, and that sales rep who doesn't leave you alone the whole time you're in there, you're not going to buy anything because you don't want to be there. But when you're going to a website and you've got to click through five things just to figure out where you need to go, that is that annoying sales rep. Uh, if you've got to close that chat bot every time or you've got to close yep. the promotional ad and you can't even get to the site, you're going to just get annoyed and leave the site. So same thing is you've got to find that balance of what's too much and what is your customer really looking for. Right. And if you, if you want to just put the superficial amount of content just to be able to check the box that said you did, I'll give you a great strategic tip. When, when you like just put the bare minimum out there, go ahead and put a big button right underneath it and say, if you want to get further information, go visit this site and send them right to your competitors. Because that's what you're doing anyway. 
your laziness is going to be rewarded with a lack of loyalty and a lack of customers. So good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're saving them the step there of having to go to Google and type it in. That's that's, yeah, yeah. That's at least you're being kind of helpful. Right. <laughs> I mean, you could do click tracking on that and see how many people actually click it and how many visitors you're losing to that. So. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna coin a new term here. We can call those people digital cucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we're gonna wrap up. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we're talking about this is um, the first of a four-part series uh, for uh, four steps to profitable e-commerce. So we talked about knowing your user today. Um, Pete, you discussed our first two points, first of which are some common questions to get to know your buyers better. Um, we talked about what position they have in the organization, uh, the size of the organization, um, you know, lifestyle of that person. Uh, we talked then about uh, some important points to consider when you're developing those buyer personas. Uh, we talked about, you know, some of that was intentions and um, questions they're asking at each kind of stage of that buyer journey. And then Steve, you you uh, wrapped it up with, um, you know, how do we ensure that we're delivering digitally then for that uh, customer's expectations? And we talked about, um, you know, that relationship and educating the customers, uh, keeping them on your site. Uh, and, and continue to provide value for those. So, um, Steve, thanks for joining us for this uh, for this episode. I know you'll be here for uh, for a few more on this series. So, uh, with that, Pete, uh, go ahead and take us out. All right. Be sure to head on over and check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds uh, to see a list of previous episodes and maybe even some foreshadowing into some future episodes. You can also visit our social channels at wearemindscape using the hashtag in the weeds podcast to let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to cover any questions you might have or you can send us an email at in the weeds at wearemindscape.com thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one bye everyone <laughs>